Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. So housing data, we haven't discussed the real estate market in at least a month or so, I believe. So I wanted to dig into the numbers to determine what's happening right now, what's happening, what has happened in Q4, and then maybe what we can expect with the real estate market and home prices into 2023. So let's check out this article from the New York Times, which surprisingly is actually very good. <laughs> I think, you know, there's so few things in the United States that aren't politicized, but the housing data isn't yet in that category. Thank goodness. So I think that uh, I briefly scanned this article from the New York Times and it seems pretty straightforward. There were no uh, there was nothing that insinuated that like Trump or, uh, you know, the Republicans were the the catalyst to real estate prices going down or something, <laughs> something like that. So title, the housing market is worse than you think. Buyers, sellers, and renters are in for more twists, turns, and soaring mortgage rates and stubborn inflation signal belt tightening ahead. And I actually had this conversation with Kenny McElroy and Jason Hartman the other night on Jason's channel. And, you know, those are two guys that really have their finger on the pulse of the rental market. Kenny in commercial with all his apartment complexes and Hartman with the single family, the starter home. Those guys really specialize in those areas. And as of right now, and keep in mind, these guys are specific to geographical locations that are more friendly to landlords and in more linear markets like uh, Texas. Uh, Kenny's a lot in in Phoenix, but so that wouldn't be a that would not be a linear market, more cyclical. But it is a market where it's rather landlord friendly. And then Hartman, you know, he likes the Kansas cities, the Indianapolis, Nashville, and then a lot of those markets that don't go way, way up, that don't go way, way down, hence linear market. But in, in those types of areas, they said they haven't seen any de substantial declines in the rents. Now, they said that the rents are definitely softening. So Kenny, and this was probably last week, he said that he just got off a conference call with all of his property managers saying that when you're doing renewals, let's not do rent bumps. Let's just keep the, the rents the exact same as they are to make sure that we're able to maximize on our occupancy. Because most of these properties Kenny bought a long time ago, so his cost basis relative to the current rents is incredibly, incredibly good. So even if they don't raise rents, it's it's not really impacting him to a significant degree. Although as a landlord, that's uh, what would be uh, optimal. But you've got to kind of balance your rent increases or the rent you're charging with your occupancy rate. And so again, big takeaway there is that Kenny, who if you don't know Kenny, he manages about, call it a, a, a billion, maybe a billion five in apartment complexes. And I don't know how many doors that is, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, I, I, I remember he told me one time and it was in the, obviously in the thousands, 
but uh, I don't know if it's 15,000, 20,000, something like that. I don't know, but it's a lot. So, and they're all apartment complexes. So if anyone's got his finger on the pulse of what is going on right now with rents, it would be Kenny McElroy, at least in those markets. And he's specifically in Arizona, Texas. And then I think he's got a couple of properties in Oklahoma City. So he's saying rents are definitely softening. He's not increasing them, but he's not decreasing them as of right now. So this gentleman says, uh, this Stephanos Chen is the guy that wrote this article. Everyone is feeling the squeeze. Mortgage rates sky high, prices sky high. There's no inventory. And this is according to Mark Zandi, chief economist at Moody's Analytics. This may be the worst time in my living history for the home buyer. It's a quote from Mark. It just doesn't make sense. Mortgage rates recently broke 7%. Now they're down a little lower. The highest since 2002 and more than double what most borrowers paid near the start of the pandemic. Between soaring prices, soaring rates, typical, and I would also say a loss of purchase and a, and a decrease in real income. I would throw that in there as well. So you've got soaring prices, soaring rates, and then you've got decreasing real incomes because nominal incomes are going up, but they're not going up at the same rate of inflation. So 77% more on their, okay, so the buyers are having to put 77%. Wow. Let me read this from the start to make sure we're all on the same page and we get this. This is really quite a staggering number. Between soaring prices and rising rates, the typical home buyer in October paid 77% more on their loan per month than they would have last year. Jeez. That that's really tough to get your head around. With a national median asking price of 425 and a 10% down payment that works out to an additional $1,117 every month. And you say, how are people affording this? It's They're not. It, it's just there's so few homes for sale, and the price is set at the margin. Some contracts, some contract signings fell for the fourth straight month in September, down 31% compared to September 2021. So the same month, the interest in U.S. housing bubble, as far as Google searches, reached a 15-year high, especially in specific markets like Boise, where the prices have gone up the most. Boise, prices went up an eye-popping 51% since September of 2019. They say the days of record low mortgage rates are over, but maybe, maybe not. We'll have to see what happens in 2023. If the recession is significant enough, you could see mortgage rates right back to where they were. But in that environment, I, I would argue it might be pretty difficult to get a loan, very similar to the way it was during the GFC when sure interest rates were zero, but uh, not mortgage rates, obviously, but Fed funds. But yet it was it was very difficult to get a mortgage. To make sense of the current housing market, we spoke with economists, mortgage brokers, real estate agents to plot a course basically as to what housing prices will do in 2023. So they say, how low will prices go? Most analysts don't expect home prices to free fall, uh, but they do expect them to go down. And you say, how, by how much, George? Well, there were, um, let's see, in July, they said the first month-on-month -month price dropped since 2019, re relatively small decline. Uh, so, but you, going back to the question of how much will are they expected to go down? 
in 2023, sort of the quote unquote experts, you got Morgan Stanley saying prices will fall 7%. You've got Moody's expects prices to drop 10% from June to the So from June, meaning that was the high water mark last June, June 2022, to the summer of 2024. But if a recession hits, which is pretty likely, in some supercharged markets like Boise Phoenix, Moody's predicts prices could drop by more than 30%. And I also want to point out, guys, these numbers they're talking about are nominal prices. So let's just say that prices go down in Boise and Phoenix and other some of these other areas where they really went up by a lot, by 30% over the next two years, but yet we have, call it 10% inflation, you're basically looking at a 50% drop in, in real prices when you adjust for inflation. And, you know, one thing I find... You know, one thing I find funny is I always use that chart of home prices adjusted for inflation going back to 1900 that shows where they kind of bottomed out in 2012, which is right at their historic trend line. And since that time, whenever anyone asks me about where I think home prices are going, I always reference that chart. And I say, well, they're going most likely they're going right back to where they were in 2012. And they always say, oh, George, that's impossible. There's no way that's going to happen. You're crazy. You're out of your mind. Prices will never, ever, ever go back down to where they were until 2012. And I say, yeah, maybe in nominal terms, but you got to adjust for the price of inflation or for the rate of inflation. And when you adjust the nominal prices for inflation, you see that getting back down to those 2012 levels is, is not that hard. Granted, if we went down 50% from here, we probably still would not be at those 2012 levels, but we'd be getting pretty darn close. And it's, it's not to say that if we go down by 30%, 50% in real terms over the next two years that we can't go down by another 10% or whatever would be required to get back down to that same level that we hit in 2012, which, oh, by the way, was pretty much or very close to the same level we had in the late 90s, which goes all the way back to 1900. Another firm, John Burns Real Estate Consulting, predicted in May when mortgage rates reached 5%, the national home prices would fall by 10% through 2024. But with mortgage rates climbing even higher, the cuts will be deeper, said Rick Palacios Jr., the company's director of research. He echoes the same statements that the guy was talking, I think Mark Zandi was his name at the beginning of the article. He says affordability was the worst it's ever been. And that was before 7% mortgage rates. So now we get into the data. And this is always the push, the kind of the bull pushback that you get is that we have more people, but fewer home sales. And okay, I don't know that that directly applies to inventory or they'll say we have more people, but fewer homes. And that is true, but I, I do think that we can have enough demand destruction to where prices go down, even with restricted supply. And they go on to say why there are so few homes available for sale. And there, uh, here, here's where they mention this. There is very limited inventory for sale, he said. And because a typical homeowner now has a mortgage rate with low 3.5% interest, few would choose to sell today for fear of facing much higher borrowing costs on the next property. And this is a great argument. And I'm sure this is really at play. But 
what we have to think through is not everyone's going to have the choice. Like we're just assuming that going into 2023, that if you own a home right now with a, a low mortgage, that you're not going to be in a position where you're forced to sell. But I think this is an inaccurate assumption because if we, you know, right now the unemployment rate is 3.7. Okay, great. What happens in 2023 if we go into a significant recession and the unemployment rate goes up to five or 